But, oh, you tube. How's everyone doing? I think I'm on a 20 second delay here, maybe. I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to pay attention to the chat and see what's going on. But we live, baby. We live somehow, some way. We are doing this. We're going to get it done, sir. So bear with me. I've got the live chat going on here just so that way it may help me keep up with things that are going on. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, this is my first time doing it with this setup, so if hardware fails, I apologize in advance. It looks like we're having some difficulties with the stream here. You know, you think you get all this worked out before you go live, and then you, and then you start. Let's see. It says it is not receiving data at a fast enough rate. So bear with me here. I am going to play a little bit with the settings on my end. I'm going to see if I can drop this bit rate and maybe speed things up just a hair. Because right now it's looking a little silly. So hang on one second. I cannot do it in real time, it tells me. I can't do it in real time. Hang on one second, everyone. I'm going to pause this for just a second. And uh, come right back. All right. I scaled it down. Let's see if I come back and how everything looks. I think it's starting to look better on uh, my end of things. So I just want to make sure it looks good on everything on your end. All right, one thing to keep in mind, I've got about a 30-second delay between when I'm talking and when you're hearing me. So... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the absolute best I can. I'm learning here. So I guess one thing I'm going to go ahead and start doing is say, what's up, YouTube? What's going on, everybody? It is the day before New Year's Eve. It is the eve of New Year's Eve. I'm sure everybody's dying to talk about something grass-related. I know I am. I'm sick and tired of being cramped up in the house. At least it's been somewhat warm outside. Kind of trying to sort of whatever, trying to adjust to that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, while I've got no grass going on, everything's pretty much shut down. We're still working really hard in Kentucky right now. I said, well, let's go ahead and do some work on the live stream. So, here I am. And by the way, this ain't no blue hat. That is straight up Connor Ward right there. Straight up Connor Ward. So, oh, look at this. Look at this. Uh, 
Chris jumps in here with, with a great question, and I think this is a great way to lead because I actually got an email about this from Paul Maccioni, uh, who sent me a picture of a grow-in he was doing, and he was concerned about maybe some disease in the lawn on some of his older grass. So... The question is, what is the difference between old grass and new grass? How long does grass live for? Okay, that is not exactly an easy question. Grass is going to be good year over year as to a point. Different periods of stress, different points of uh, soil conditions are going to affect the lifespan of a grass plant. So typically what happens is a process called senescence. Senescence is the, is the aging, uh, the inability for the plant to continue to, to genetically provide for itself. And when it does that, it loses a lot of that natural ability to be aesthetic. So one of the most perfect examples of senescence that I think exists in nature is um, when you spray quinclorac on crabgrass. What does it do? It turns purple. Why does it turn purple? Well, the impact of that herbicide, which is really bizarre because it actually functions in two different ways. Um, on broadleaf weeds, it has more of an impact on uh, almost like a synthetic oxen would, where you'll get that cupping and twisting. And then on a uh, on a grassy weed, on monocots, it tends to have more of a, a, a quick aging effect. Um, I can't remember exactly what class it's in. Uh, I just put together a presentation on it, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. But it speeds up that senescence. It speeds up that aging of the plant, and that's why it turns it purple. So... Realistically, when you're working with cool season grasses that do not vegetate, uh, so for instance, something like bluegrass. Kentucky bluegrass is going to continue to reproduce because it produces new shoots, new rhizomes, new tillers, and it's it's going to continue on that way as a brand, almost brand new, young, thriving plant. Whereas when you're dealing with a seeded variety, you're locked into the age of that plant, and then ultimately it can begin to fail. How long does that take? It really depends on your se on your season. So I would say south of the Mason-Dixon line, typically you're going to be looking at somewhere around four to eight years before those plants no longer become viable. Now, there's always caveats to that, and that's a very blanket, vague generalization. Do not take that as gospel by any means. It is just kind of a wide four to eight, uh, four to eight uh, year there kind of window, which is which is gigantic, right? So even if it's something like Kentucky Thirty One, you know, four to eight years, no way, it's going to last twenty to forty years uh, before the senescence really begins to set in. But what will happen? up to that four to eight year point and why it's so important to introduce new grass into it is that 
you'll begin to lose that ability to tolerate environmental extremes. So when winter comes along, it'll go dormant faster. Uh, when summer comes along, it'll show signs of stress faster. It's a larger plant. It's going to require more water. It's going to uh, require more of a root system. It needs more leaf tissue to generate the carbohydrates uh, for the plant to continue to grow and thrive. So at that point, it all becomes about monitoring and dealing with the aging of that plant. Now, that being said, what can we do as turf professionals to mitigate the onset of senescence? And there's a couple of different things you can do. One is salicylic acid, uh, also known as aspirin. You'll see it in certain liquid fertilizers like Kindle from Valagro. Uh, it's extremely expensive. Uh, it's probably like uh, $180, uh, $200 for um, two and a half gallons. And, you know, you probably got a use rate of somewhere between three and nine ounces per thousand. Uh, but it, it works well in fighting senescence. The other thing you can do is look at something like kelp. Kelp is going to be loaded with growth hormones, uh, particularly, you know, cytokinins. And uh, that flush of cytokinins to the plant, that biostimulant effect is... Part of that is fighting the aging of the plant. It's fighting senescence. So if there's any word that I think we could pull away from the aging of the plants, it's not so much like aging to the point of death. It's fighting senescence. Uh, so and what do we do to mitigate senescence? Oh, boy. Looks like I lost my signal. But we're coming back with it. I'm not back on YouTube yet, but I am back on this. Give it 20 seconds, it'll be back. Okay. So, anyway, I saw some more uh, stuff coming in there tonight. I'm, I, I don't know why. The only thing I changed is my setup here, and I am so nervous doing the live show tonight. Don't ask me why, but I am really really nervous so <laughs> bear with me here i think part of it is that i'm on the delay too i don't know how to handle the delay and i, I just i'm having to relearn this so bear with me i completely forgot to do the roll call so real quick roll call i mean there's been a ton of people in the chat tonight i started this really early in the day doing my uh uh doing my initial testing uh, real quick, and before we really dive into this, if anybody ever wants to get a hold of me outside of the YouTube live show, um, I will throw my social media contacts on the screen. Um, yeah, I've got my Instagram down below. I've got my email there, but typically you can find me on the Discord chat. You can find me on thelawnforum.com. I lurk more than I actually participate on the lawn forum. Uh, Instagram, The Grass Factor, and my email is thegrassfactor at gmail.com. Um, and then, big thanks to everybody that's been in the chat for as long as y'all have been. The Lawn Stripes, Dustin Keller, The Lawn Stripes helped me uh, uh, get all this set up earlier. I appreciate that. Corporate HQ, Tony, 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 Dustin Keller, The Greener Lawn, it's coming. I'm probably going to send it right after this uh, live stream. Uh, Eric Von Waddell, what's up, good sir? Uh, Paul's Prime Cuts, Leonel Benuelo, what's up, sir? Chris 
Jean de Clos. Jean de Clos. I just completely made that up. Uh, Floyd Epperson. John Pinkerton of That One Cupcake Place. Matt Kosinski. Michael Mike. Michigan Mike Rapini. Christian. Sun 420. Gravy Lookout. Matt Fouché. I'm starting to repeat myself. Dante Laudadio. Oh, man, look at all this stuff. Look at all this. Is it just hypeness? What is going on? Holland Install. Uh, Richard Nettles. Tob Michael Wassenauer. Kyle Kyle Benyall. The Lawn Guardian. Telly Coleman. Jeremy W. C.D. Andrews. Eric Freyd. Man, my goodness. Um, so, uh, Sharon, how are you? Glenn Stevens, what's going on? Don Whitesell, TJO, what is going on, everybody? Um, real quick, I saw some questions up here. I'm going to try and find it real quick. Um, I saw you had one. Matt, man, I know the grab, but I need a good fungicide for my vegetable garden. Propicanazole can't be used for edibles. Any recommendations? Aaron Watkins, this is an interesting one because mostly what you see... Uh, for vegetable gardening are, are going to be contact fungicides. Don't quote me on this, but I know some strobilurins can go on edibles. Uh, even propicanazole can. I know there's an ag label for propicanazole. I don't know which vegetables it's labeled for. So what you have to pay attention to is the actual label. So if you're spraying vegetables, a Banner Max label will tell you not to apply it to vegetables, but you may find another ag name that has the exact same product in it. So, for instance, I know there is uh, an azoxystrobin that's labeled for, like, peanuts uh, and almond trees. And uh, I don't know which, which vegetables that is. I don't know why my cat is attacking me all of a sudden now that I'm going live. This is insane. Um but it's probably better to look at um, ag-labeled fungicides. So maybe Google your particular vegetable you're worried about and put in fungicide at the end of it and see what it comes up with. I want to say a lot of contacts are used, maybe like chlorothalonil. I know lots of coppers are used. Um, even in the hemp industry, I know copper and actually milk is used a lot as a fungicide because... Uh, with with hemp, industrial hemp, there is nothing labeled for hemp right now. Uh, my here's the gravy lookout. My six inch soil temps are sitting at 26 degrees. There's two feet of snow on the lawn. Four months before I can get out there and wake everything up. Tips for maintaining peak mowing condition. Mower treadmill. <laughs> I'm not even going to answer your question. That is above. That's above my pay grade, sir. Above my pay grade. All right, I'm going to get down here and see if I can find some more questions because I think there was, but I think it was coming in later. Uh, a good general fungicide program for New Jersey. Where can I find one? What should I use? Don Whitesell, if you're looking for a good fungicide program, you're going to have to develop your own. It's going to come down to your uh, turf type and it's going to come, in, uh, come down to the um, differences between your uh, transition seasonal transitions. So, for instance, if you're in New Jersey, your big transition period where it may be May 15th for me, it could be something like uh, June 15th for you, or June the 1st, or May 28th. I, I don't know. I don't know where that is. But uh, typically, what I recommend is combining 
two modes of action when attacking fungus. And what I mean by two modes of actions, I don't necessarily mean just two products. I mean actually two modes of action. So for instance, propiconazole and azoxystrobin. Those One is a strobilurin. Uh, one is... I'm, this is the weirdest thing ever. I don't know why my cat is doing this. Uh, one is uh, a strobilurin, and the other is a... Uh, man, I'm losing it. My, I'm telling you, I am so nervous about this. Uh, <laughs> side burp winks are fire. You like that? Um, it, but it's a, it's another it's another mode of action. Uh, the conazole family is tebuconazole, propiconazole. It's a different group. It's a different mode of action. So when John Borden, I am so distracted. I'm so freaked out with the new live stream setup. What's up, John Borden? Charlie's compost, baby. Charlie's our man. I, I wish I wish Charlie would jump in the chat right now. He's another one of our partners in the uh, in the fertilizer project, and uh, he is an awesome guy. And he knows a lot about the hemp industry. He's he's the one who's kind of helping us as we segue our way into it as well. Um, but I recommend combining two different modes of actions. Uh, so the problem is is that so many of the very high-functioning fungicides that were available to homeowners have been taken off the market. Uh, also, when it comes to pros, too, like chlorothalonil, for instance, uh, it's tough on water, and so it makes sense why they pulled it, but it doesn't leave us with very many um, choices when it comes to fungicide rotation. We're kind of limited, so um, we have uh, the the conazoles, we have the strobilurins, and the problem is, is even like myclobutanil uh, is still the same class as propiconazole. Uh, I keep wanting to call it a DNA or a DNI, but I, I'm fairly certain that is prodiamine and pentamethylin uh, are that, and I don't know why I'm struggling with that right now. I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous. So combine two modes of action. Understand what the um, re reapplication interval is going to be for the products you choose. So, for instance, if you're using a strobilurin like Armada um, that combines, I want to say trifloxysulfuron, trifloxysulfuron, trifloxystrobin, which actually I don't even think is Armada. I think it's a different strobilurin, uh, but it only has a 21 day residual. So, understand what your rate is how long your residual length of control is and make sure you make your follow-up application preventatively before you run out of your coverage from your fungicide that was a really terrible explanation on how to use fungicides john borden the lawn care nut says you are his spirit animal <laughs> T-Dot says, I dug a trench around my backyard 12 inches deep and cut out all in cut out all the in the trench that were going into my lawn. Most are pencil size. Will my lawn begin to bounce back this spring? Hang on, T-Dot. I, I am so confused because I did not see the first part of your question. Uh, can you please ask your question again? I am so distracted. Look at everybody in here, man. I am so excited to see all these names. Uh, what is up? Uh, thanks for tuning in, Ridge Runner. My bag of winter grass 
seems to have a lot of seed in it, and it tastes hot, plus the THC is lower than I'd like. What should I do? I don't know. I don't know, Rich. You should call the police. I can't help you. Uh, since I'm going to be applying a PGR for the first time, you recommend having a fungicide as preventative. What would you recommend specifically? Propiconazole monthly? Something different. Uh, I hope I answered that, Mike. Uh, I would I would recommend combining two modes of action and apply it based on uh, the reapplication interval listed on the label. Uh, typically, I like combining a strobilurin with something like propiconazole. That's what's going to give you uh, like a zoxystrobin and propiconazole, which are the two that I use most specifically, uh, will give you a 28-day residual. And that's why I choose those two, plus the broad spectrum of it. There's not a lot that will escape that uh, combined product. Um, speaking of fungicide, just spray propiconazole on the Bermuda. How long do you think I should see a turnaround? Uh, what disease are you dealing with on your Bermuda this time of year, Eric? I assume you're down in um, Florida if you're able to spray Bermuda grass right now because I would say everywhere else is extremely dormant. All right, let me get caught up here. Let me let me move my way back down to the bottom. This is, uh, or do I need to completely dig up my yard and pull out all the roots under the lawn? Oh, yeah, you got the trees that are still coming up under there. Man, my goodness. So you got 12, cut out all, all that were going into my lawn, most about pencil size. Uh, yeah, I think your lawn will bounce back, man. As far as it stopping from doing that, I don't know what will uh, make it stop. I, I just I, I can't really give you a whole lot of information on that. That's going to be one of those things that you're going to have to uh, develop your own course of action for attack and document it. And I've got a feeling that how it works for you will be different than how it works for other people, depending on the species of tree, um, had the, the, uh, the age of the tree will all have an effect on that. So, um, document it and you should post it on something like the lawn forum. Um, no, <laughs> my, my wife is, is trying to, uh, come in with the new year's, uh, breath freshener, also known as Rumpelmans. uh, I, I think mostly the guys up north knows what knows what Rumplemans is, but uh, I, if I'm if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this off camera. I'm gonna hold oh, so Chris, Chris, you did not need to do that, sir. Thank you, thank you. Whew, that was disgusting. Ah, okay. <laughs> Crossbow and the stump should take care of the suckers that grow up to the roots. Uh, yep. Uh, that mic is, it is. There is something going on with this mic that just makes me really nervous. And I, th I think it is, it's just the size of it and being right here in my face. I don't know how to handle it. Um, all right, here we go. Can I replace my Milo for a full Carbon X regimen? How often should I apply? I've been out of the loop for a while, and I see launch is next month for DIYers. Okay, corporate, this is... It depends on what you're using your Milo for. Are you using your Milo as a nitrogen source? Are you using your Milo as... Connor Ward, thank you, sir. You did not have to do that. Are you using Milo as a phosphorus source? Um, if you're using Milo for phosphorus, no, it cannot replace it. Um, but if you're using it for a nitrogen source, absolutely you can replace it. Uh, Milo, in my opinion, is a 
okay. It's it's uh, as as Ray Ito. God bless you, Ray. I love you to death. And one of the most perfect things you've ever said is that Milo is a meme. Milo is a meme. It's a good product. It does what it's supposed to do. But in terms of actual full-fledged turf management, uh, there's a lot of limiting factors of it. So if you're currently applying Milo as a nitrogen source, yes, you can do a lot more with Carbon X as a nitrogen source than you could with Milo. How often should you apply would be dictated based on your turf type. So for instance, if you're dealing with a turf type tall fescue, and this is this is where when I started, the whole reason I got this this brand new setup here was really to be able to teach. Um, I'm I'm not going to be doing whiteboards on a video anymore. I'm going to be doing them on a screencast like this um, because it's easier for me to put together a presentation in like a PowerPoint type format. I can read the screen, I can stay on topic, and I can teach that way a whole lot better. So I'll be teaching about. Um, Instead of instead of saying, oh, you need to apply Carbon X once every six weeks, uh, six times a year or whatever, um, that is a very simplified way to do things that I would never recommend anybody to do. What I would rather do is teach you is is go in and pull studies that show nutrient uptakes. Um, based on tissue testing throughout multiple times of the year, and then we build a program based on your turf type, based on your area, based on what that turf type actually utilizes. So, corporate, I can't remember. I know you've been a, a viewer for a really long time, and I cannot remember where you live or what your turf type is, but I'll say fescue. Um, one of the, the big studies that came out of uh, University of Lincoln, Nebraska, was using... Um, How did a, the different analyses of fertilizer apply influence tissue levels in the plant? Well, the trick is, is that it did not. It did not affect tissue levels in the plant at all. Whether you applied straight nitrogen or you applied a 10-10-10 or you applied an 18-24-12, the tissue samples were exactly the same. So it's all about maximizing your rest of your plants needs as you apply nitrogen right so the big regulating factor as to how much of everything else that gets taken up because 13 nutrients get taken up into the plant nitrogen dictates how much of the other 12 get used so i would rather teach a program based on how the seasons change you should alter your nitrogen applications to supplement for what else is going to be taken up into the plant. I hope that helps. That did not answer your question at all, I know. But um, I'm, I'm just kind of teasing for what's to come. Uh, what? Hey, gentlemen, thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I mean, seriously, this is so unnecessary. Lush Lawns, thank you. The Lawn Stripes, thank you, man. <laughs> I'm not... I am not going to. That was that was Rumplemints, and I I am still sweating from it. Um, all right, I am going to move down through here. How about this Chinese knotweed stuff? Anything to knock it back? I'm not sure what Chinese knotweed is. I'm actually going to uh, Google that right now. Uh, but if I had to guess, if it is a broadleaf weed, um, what I would recommend is something containing triclopyr fluoroxapir and 2,4-D. Um, 
Yeah, I am not pulling it up unless it's just not weed or Japanese not weed. Is that a joke? Is that a Japanese joke that you just made there? Hey, my wife is watching, just so you know. Um, if you're trying to control Japanese not weed, then yeah, you want to do something like triclopyr, uh, fluoroxapyr, and 2,4-D. You need some heavy, heavy hitting esters there to get it knocked down. Telly Coleman! Uh, man, guys, thank y'all. I mean, thank you so much. This is just save the whiteboard. Y'all are making me, y'all are making me sweat. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Um, okay, let me let me move on up back up to the chat. I lost myself. Um, boop, 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 Wow, there's a lot going on in here. This is for Grandpa Ridge Runner inviting me over to mow. John Pinkerton, it's not necessary. Y'all stop it. Quit. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Um, Give it to the cat. <laughs> Speed Zone will knock out tree suckers. I used to kill my honey, honey locust suckers after I cut the tree down. This is true. It will do that. When is the Lawn College Summit in Orlando? Space limited. Space is limited, but it's limited to... Uh, I want to say like 120-something people. Uh, it is not full yet, um, but I know it's, uh, I want to say there's maybe like 80 to 90 already confirmed going. Um, so it's getting there, and it is going to be in February. So I believe it is right around mid-February. It's one last hoorah before the season really kicks into full swing. Thanks, Matt. Not what sure what fungus uh, in Lakeland. Brother Eric, I do not know what where lakeland is um you don't know <laughs> I, I don't the greener lawn i'm really intimidated by all this cannonball like bill murray in the cash <laughs> milo is a byproduct cx is an engineer fertilizer it is osu turf man what's up osu turf man what are you doing over here hiding in the background um i like how alan put this here milo is a gateway drug fert and that's very true because Milo gets people accustomed to putting fertilizer on their yard. You know, Alan told me about, I mean, he described it perfectly. He said that was, that's a great way to get people motivated to throw fert down. And in uh, that first hurdle of getting into lawn care is getting over that mental hurdle of throwing fert down. So that is a good start to getting into lawn care, I'd say. Uh, what's up, John Teague? Read a study by Auburn on TIF Grand recently, partly focused on PGR uses and best results with turf grand, TIF Grand. Reading this next statement, what are your thoughts and products containing these? Flucarbazone plus Trinaxipac ethyl and imazithapir successfully suppressed TIF Grand seed heads safely, resulting in quality improvement. Uh, imazithapir, imazithapir is, is that image? Or is that, that's got to be image, right? No, I don't think it is. Amazapir. No, okay, I'm thinking of Amazapir. Amazapir is a sterilant. Um, Amazathapir, 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 uh, I, I want to say is actually image. And image is best known as a nutsedge control, 
but it's actually also a really good crabgrass post-emergent control. Used to be better, but it's not as effective as it used to be. Um, John T, yeah, it will do that. Um, I'm not familiar with flucarbazone, and um, I'm not comfortable blanketing uh, image in combination with T-Nex at the same time on Tifgran, uh, just because I don't have the the experience doing it. You can play with it on your lawn. I just warn you, if it doesn't go as planned, be careful. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get too excited if it if it does cause a little bit of temporary damage. Um, unfortunately, that's one of those things where you're really flirting with the edge of uh, safety and disaster there. And one simple mishap may cause just a tad bit of disaster. So you're going to have to figure out how to do that. And you can follow it exactly like Auburn did, but understand they've got CO2 and regulated sprayers and everything is controlled in a very, very precise environment. So, uh, by all means, try it. Um, I think with Trinaxipac ethyl, you could probably get away a little bit with, uh, seed head suppression. It may not be as effective as the, in introduction of uh, flucarbazone plus the mazepir, um, but uh, I think properly timed trim pack will will help you out on that. Uh, future former lawn noob, you don't have to. I said you don't have to do that. You got me screaming into the microphone. Um, when will we have a full Carbon X next printable sheet? Um, I sent labels out. We just got approved by AAFPCO. That is the fertilizer. Uh, regulatory sheet. If you hop on the carbonearth.co website, you will be able to download that label for CarbonX, and uh, that is good to go. Uh, CarbonX production is going good right now. No adjustments are being made, just programming, um, and it's just keeping everything moving as quickly as possible. Uh, so basically, from this point forward, any kind of adjustment that needs to be made is purely around programming. Uh, to make sure we can run somewhere around 85% efficiency. MPK is testing out okay. Um, we had already had MPK tests done several, several, several times. So, uh, yeah, no issue with the MPK. Uh, Milo doubles as an air freshener. There you go. Very interested in your whiteboard video replacement because I really like the whiteboard videos you did in the past. I learned a great deal. Gary, it'll be the same thing. It'll be the same in depth. Um, it's just, it takes... It, not only do I have to prepare it on the computer when I do a whiteboard video, then I have to turn around and give give the presentation. It would just be easier for me that as I prepare it, I present it on the computer, record it, and I could do it in a format like this and just have notes pop up on the screen as I'm going. So um, it'll be the exact same uh, exact same amount of detail. It's just going to be a little different format. Uh, can I get tall fescue clumps out of my common Bermuda backyard right now? Previous owner overseed and I want it gone. Uh, yes, you can. You can use something like uh, trifloxysulfuron this time, forum sulfuron, probably not sulfol sulfuron or iota sulfuron, but um, uh, monument, revolver, katana, um, all will work well on tall fescue right now. Who is this? I d- Lush lawns, stop it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Because uh, I got, I got, I got to keep going. Cussaw at Wisconsin did that study and published it in 2012. Grass Factor. I'll throw the graphic up on Discord. There you go. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What is the best deer repellent? And they keep eating my shrubs and young trees. Uh, some sort of cover. 
Uh, I don't think there's any just one thing you can put on to repel all the deer. Um, let's see. I mean, <laughs> my wife's she's over here being being silly. Uh, hey, thanks, Ryan Nor. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Celsius will kill fescue, Paul, but it has to be hot outside. This is one of those things where during wintertime, I have tried to make application after application after application of Celsius to kill fescue because it works so well when it's hot outside. And the number of times I've accidentally killed fescue with just residual leftover in my tank. But when it's cooler outside, it does not work as well. Also, certain strains of fescue do not respond to it as well as others do. For instance, Celsius will not kill Kentucky 31. It will kill a turf-type tall fescue. So quartz fescue won't touch. Turf-type will touch. Um, uh, I'm trying, Chris. I am trying. I am I am really trying. <laughs> uh, any chance the pictures I sent you could be some type of fescue instead of POA? Okay, Paul, I was just talking earlier about this. I've, I've reviewed your videos, and I'm still not 100% convinced that a lot of that going on is uh, POA. Um, when you were going up and you were showing me everything along the edge of the driveway too, early in this video I was talking about senescence. And what I, I was seeing in your video particularly was senescence, aging plants. And they're right there along the edge of the driveway. They get abused by heat more. You can tell they accelerated their growth. They're super full, super maxed out. They're on the decline. They don't know how to handle it. What is happening? Matt S., thank you, sir. I... Stop it! Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a great Christmas, by the way. Um, but I think a lot of what you're seeing there is just aged fescue going through senescence. Um, I'm not... Can I, I did see some fescue. Definitely had some fescue there. But when you zoomed in on uh, that one uh, little bitty plant um, you know, that had some tillers coming off of it, that was actually orchard grass and I could tell because the stems were flat and when you're looking at a grassy weed this time of year in a cool season a cool season grassy weed this time of year with a flat stem that is probably orchard grass so keep an eye on that it will establish really quickly and the only cure for it is either pull it or round up it maybe you could get experimental with um some uh <sighs> Flazofop, what is it? Fuselade or over the top. Uh, you, you may you may want to try something like that. Uh, US, uh, look at this. Holland and Stahl says, USA best deer repellent is called Deer Scram in five-gallon buckets. It's a dry granule. There you go. There you go. What time is it? Shot time. I feel like I'm fighting a losing battle with the weeds. Eric, that's always kind of the case, but when you're talking about this time of year, uh, I'd probably just leave it alone for a little while. I mean, if it gets to be real thick and images of Mazaquin, then what is a Maz at the beer? I cannot remember. Uh, uh, they're both that imidazolinone chain. Um, contour, hammer, overtop, passport, pivot, pursuit, pursuit plus. Uh, resolve. Ah, interesting. I do not think this has a residential label. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, I think this is in Speed Zone Southern, maybe? I think it is. I think this is in Speed Zone, uh, Speed Zone Southern. 
but it's another imidazolinone chain, so uh, it's going to have pretty broad spectrum activity. It's going to be pretty potent. Uh, it's probably going to have some residual effect, too. Uh, so it could probably, oh, yeah, I'm seeing right here at Cornell, it can be applied pre-plant, incorporated pre-emergence, at cracking, and post-emergent. Uh, that is um, going into, I don't know, some, some sort of crop. Uh, and they're also talking about haloxifop there. Wow. That's getting really into it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, I, I it, it's not labeled for residential lawns, uh, John Teague. So probably not gonna be a whole lot you can do with their city. Andrews, what are you doing? Stop it. Forever 20 to hate. <laughs> Y'all quit. Quit. Lush lawns. Just book my flight today to long college. Great. I can't wait to see you, sir. Uh, <laughs> 2019 pre-order for my answers. Yeah, there you go. I don't think so. You don't have dumb questions, uh, lawn noob man. You're just you're you're nervous about it. And yeah, you know, I'll give you an example to everybody that's out there. Uh, future former lawn noob uh, actually sprayed his lawn with it. He's he's trying to fill in his yard in uh, Florida with Bermuda grass. And he actually made an application of glyphosate to his Bermuda grass at 16 ounces to the acre. I want to say it was like, what was it, 0.3, uh, 0.3 ounces per gallon, something like that. And I know that took him stepping out on a ledge, but, you know, we looked at some data. I lost signal. It's coming back. My camera times out every few minutes. Um, but we looked at some trial data from North Carolina. We looked at some... Uh, trial data from University of Tennessee, and we looked at the Roundup label because if you did not know, it is actually on the Roundup label that you can apply it to Bermuda grass. And you can actually do it while it's actively growing. It's called, it's under the chemical mowing section of the label. And if you look at that chemical mowing section it talks about applying it to use as a growth regulator who gravy stop it i love you gravy merry christmas happy new year quit y'all are, okay y'all are making me nervous i'm sweating over here uh doesn't pgr suppress seed head production yes i would say so telly yes it definitely does um i just don't know if it is as powerful as it would be combining it with imazithapir and uh, the uh, flu flu to carbone or whatever it was, um, which it sounds really similar to thiene carbazone. So I'm wondering how similar in chemistry it is to thiene carbazone, which is another active ingredient that's in Celsius. And if you've ever applied Celsius to actively grow Bermuda grass, you know it immediately stops the growth of Bermuda growth of Bermuda grass, much like a growth regulator does. Looking to get my first bag of 4600 from site1.com to put on my lawn this coming year. Any tips beyond the label to help me not burn my RTF on the to the dirt? Uh, yes, apply it very, very, very light, Gary. Very light, Gary. Uh, <laughs> uh, when would you recommend plugging Bermuda? Should it be out of dormancy? Yes, the Long Guardian. You want to plug Bermuda when it's actively growing. So, you know, from May 15th on, I would say you are right in uh, prime time to be doing so. 
Uh, Lakeland, Florida. Oh, okay. Okay, you are in Lakeland, Florida. Yeah, but Bermuda grass, you probably, and this time of year in Florida, so you're in that downward trend temperature-wise. It starts to stress out. Uh, it's probably starting to want to go dormant, but it doesn't really know how to go dormant because the temperatures are still there, but it doesn't have all that extra sunlight for um, the additional um, photosynthesis to take place. And so brown patch is what typically invades uh Bermuda grass this time of year in in um season in areas where Bermuda does not go dormant so more than likely that's what it was cool season turf when is the best time to apply calcium to strengthen cell walls and improve color uh warrior pride the best time to apply calcium is when it's deficient in calcium uh so yes calcium will will improve color if it's deficient uh it will strengthen cell walls if it's deficient um, if it's not deficient or, uh, the best way to determine whether or not you need to apply calcium is to pull a tissue test. And if you are in the Piedmont region up towards, uh, Virginia, that's some of the worst calcium levels I've ever seen. Uh, if you're anywhere uh, west or south of there, like headed towards Texas, um, you know, Dallas, Texas has the highest calcium levels I've ever seen. Uh, typically, they're pretty sufficient in most areas. Um, but, you know, check and see and understand what kind of calcium do you need to apply. Is your uh, pH off? If your pH is off, do you need to apply like a calcitic lime? Um, if your pH is good and you need to get down calcium, do you apply something like gypsum or calcium nitrate? Uh, so there's a lot more to that question that I need data to in order to give you an accurate answer. What is going on at the top here? Gorg Gorgonzola, stop it. Alan Haynes, stop it. <laughs> Alan, I'm not going to pass out on the live stream. <laughs> Uh, seed heads in Tiff Grand, April to May. Uh, <laughs> oh, let me let me get off here. Fluid carbon and then thine carbon zone were man-made. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me let me come on up here. Oh. Uh, Wow, I am really behind on the chat. My goodness. Uh, and T-Nex by itself, by studies, makes seed head production increase a thousand percent. Makes sense looking back on last year. Huh. Because there's a there's a, a section on the T-Nex label that deals strictly in seed head production. Well, I don't think it's on the T-Nex label. I think it's on the Primo label. Actually, and I want to say for seed head suppression, that's actually talking about Poa annua. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, what's up, cat bird feeder? Good to see you. All right, let's on, let's let's hop on down here because there is a lot going on. Is there a need to do weed control on turf? I plan to renovate next fall. Uh, Dustin Keller, if you're going to do a complete kill-off, no, there's no need to do it. Um, Jeremy Swatkins. <laughs> Only good once the hat turns around. Yeah. Best deer repellent is a 12 gauge. Yeah. Or a 30 out six or a 308 or a uh, 300 wind mag if you want to 
turn it into goo. Peg junk. My blade height on my two-month-old turf-type tall fescue lawn is somewhere around three inches. I'm super nervous to mow. What should I do? I live in Northern California. Uh, if it's freezing, don't mow it. Uh, if if it's not, then by all means, you can certainly mow it. Why are you scared to mow it? If it's if it's three inches tall, I mean, you you don't even really need to mow it. Set your mowing height at three inches, and if you cut part of it and don't cut part of it, no harm, no foul. You'll be fine. Will anything kill annual ryegrass and not hurt centipede? Uh, you could probably do metsulfuron methyl, I think would work on it. MSM. Just be careful. And Larry Nelson, I will give you the same warning that I give everybody when it comes to metsulfuron methyl. Half an ounce to the acre kills weeds. Half an ounce, 0.5 ounces. One ounce to the acre kills trees. Two ounces to the acre sterilizes the soil. Two ounces over an entire acre. It is very, very powerful. Um, yeah, video's back. Video's back. Okay, okay, okay. the only weed roundup won't touch looks like crap my turf type tall fescue those are bad words gene declo those are bad words <laughs> i'm wearing silky dress socks <laughs> oh my goodness i love this live stream more it is just it is so awesome i have to say everybody who's watching the live stream right now i have the best live stream on youtube the chat, the comments in here are out of control. It is so awesome. Thank you, all of you. Uh, is Sethoxidem the only thing I can use to get Bermuda out of Centipede? Jay Rich, you can use Sethoxidem. You can also use Atrazine. Um, atrazine is labeled. Yeah, well, you can get it done with Atrazine. Bindweed issue in my flower beds. Since I know gallery won't help with this stage, should I dig up my beds and glyphosate the beds to try and kill off the bindweed, then do gallery? Uh, you can, or when it's actively growing uh, and all your bindweed begins to emerge, you could do a double application of glyphosate and gallery at the same time. Uh, if you're looking for more of a um powerful work through through the root system you could use something like triclopyr fluoroxapyr 24d and glyphosate with your gallery and that would probably be a more complete approach with uh better results maybe throw a little bit of ammonium sulfate in there with that and that would be a much better kill uh bermuda night dormant yet yeah, kalinga coming up fast big swaths what to do Spray it with sulfentrazone, the lawnmower, or a product like Solero, Mazosulfuron, uh, uh, or uh, like Sulfosulfuron, Certainty. Uh, even though it's not dormant, and even though it's in transition, those you, know, you can get away with. Monument will work too. Uh, Katana will work too. Um, let's see here. I just, <laughs> he tried to retract the message. <laughs> it worked not for us <laughs> orange silky safety shorts don't drink and stream that's right uh safety the seat head surprise 
I can't read this stuff out loud. And of course, it's over there to to visit it as we go. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, all right. Well, I made it to the end of the chat. How about that? Looks like man, there's so much going on in the chat right there tonight. Um, it's nine forty. I am not going to end this. I'm going to roll with it. Um, and if anybody has questions about lawn, please, by all means, throw it into the chat. Ballistic 97, what are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. Why am I being encouraged on the live stream with, with alcohol for some reason? Uh, it is silly right now. I don't, I don't know what is going on. Uh, but seriously, to everybody, thank you so much for this year. This year has been so unbelievable um i mean i can't even begin to describe it at what a crazy chaotic year this was um you know i got to uh a big big thanks to alan alan catapulted my channel this year uh he got to help me out a, a lot with uh with his ebook series and we got to tag team and, and work on some of that and uh you know, he gave me just a, a ton of um, of free publicity for that, and it was just really, really awesome. And uh, thank you so much for for that, Alan. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's just it's been just an absolute bonkers, awesome, awesome year. Uh, what non-selective herbicide mix would you recommend to kill and prevent weeds in the cracks by my curb? Mike, something that small, I mean, I would stay away from things like Amazapir, also known as Mojave, um, because of its ability to run. So I would probably just use something like Prodiamine and Roundup, or if you're feeling really crazy, you can use Indaziflam, which is uh, Spectacle and Roundup, but you know that's going to be really expensive, so... On a, on a cost perspective, probably the best thing you can do is just something like um, Prodiamine and Roundup. I think it comes pre-mixed in a product called Produce, and uh, it's good stuff. Michigan, but stop it, Mike. Just stop it. Quit it. Uh, I got some water here. So... <laughs> My kids just ran through the living room and barged in to my bedroom for some reason. They did a really good job of staying quiet, though. I guess they know Dad's on the live stream and he's uh, he's trying to trying to be a little bit professional here in some way with the, with my brand new professional setup. Um, I recommend both Baccarat or Acid Cigars for mowing Zen Time. My public service announcement. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point, C.D. Andrews. You can use something like a uh, like a burner. Um, that always works extremely well. Uh, those burners are pretty cheap. I mean, you can get an attachment for a propane tank for you know next to nothing nowadays, and just have at it, tear it up, get it done. Uh, let's see what else. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, real quick here, I am going to play around with this new setup because I'm not used to it yet. And I built out all these transition screens. So if you've ever wondered how you can get a hold of me, I'm going to throw it 
over there. You can check it out. And for those of you that have never been, the Discord is a great place to be. I call it the uh, the armpit of lawn care, and I say that with love, and I really mean that. Um, it's a great group of guys over there. If you are sensitive, uh, if you do not have a sense of humor or uh, do not like self-deprecating humor, you probably will not have a good time there. Um, you you have to go into it with an open mind because there are lots of awesome and I'm sorry, my kids and my wife are running through the living room and I'm really overwhelmed with it. Uh, there, there are lots of awesome people in there, lots of IT guys. And if you decide to join the Discord, my first question I'm going to ask you is, what do you do for a living? Because I'm super concerned uh, or interested to know if you are in IT or not. Because everybody in the Discord's in IT, it feels like. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, I have bounced away from the chat and I'm doing other things on the computer now. I'm going to come back to it. And see what we got going on. <laughs> what is the best time to deal with Nimblewill? And what's the best plan of action? Man, this is a tough one. So, Aaron Gillespie, probably the best time to go after it is going to be the second half of the year. Um, and you want to go after it probably with more than just uh, tenacity. Mesotrione is labeled to control nimble well i've never successfully killed it completely especially in really dense stands with labeled rates of tenacity unlabeled rates maybe excessive over label rates maybe um however pilex combined with tenacity has worked and also uh, some pretty tricky applications of things like pilex and sulfentrazone have done pretty good job on it so Understand it's going to have to be a program approach, you know, probably repeat applications on 30 and 45 day marks. Um, and if you want to go about it selectively, you're going to have to shell out some big bucks for some expensive herbicides, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Where are we now in the chat? <laughs> Tenacity will smoke and increase your MSO. There you go. Chris Helms, the Tenacity man. Uh, increase your MSO. That would make sense. I want to say, uh, I had been using, uh, an 80, ion extra factor or 90, 10. My wife won't let me hang out in discord. I have to sneak in once in a while. <laughs> have you ever seen the label of a fertilizer bag on weed? Oh, I get it now. <laughs> The Discord is a pretty good place. Check it too frequently at work. What's up, Coven Carlson? Glad to see you here, buddy. Uh, I think he's five or six behind. Can't kick him while he's down. <laughs> what about tenacity and Syncor, synergistic relationship? The problem is you can't put Syncor on cool season grass. Um, Syncor works on warm season grass, but uh, for most of the people that are dealing with Nimblewell, uh, they are typically having the hardest time with it in cool season grass because a lot of your sulfonyl ureas will have some accidental action on your nimble wheel and it won't be so much of an issue. 
Uh, tenacity and a three-way on Nimble Will? Probably not, but, I, well, yeah, up your rate of MSO with it, and then, yeah, you probably won't have an issue. Um, I've never done that, and uh, I probably won't ever have the opportunity to do that. So um, I just do not see a lot of Nimble Will anymore. It seemed like when I was in Memphis, I had to deal with it more often than I did in Knoxville. And I don't know what the case is, too, because I usually I'm dealing with more shade here than I ever was in Memphis. So, and typically, I'd, you know, it's, it's going to be a shade issue to begin with. All right, everybody, I am going to call it on the live stream. It is 949. Thank you for bearing with me on my brand new setup. I honestly have no idea what I'm doing. I had a ton of fun with everyone. 2018 has been an unbelievable year. I look forward to 2019. Um, I am going to do four presentations at Real Green Solutions in St. Pete, Florida, coming up. Um, did everything freeze? Did my, did my stream freeze? No, it's looking all right. Um, in St. Pete, I'm going to be doing uh, presentations on herbicide resistance, and I'm going to be doing presentations on how to math out the best way to save money on your herbicide programs. Going to be talking about the best way to manage sedges in a lawn. Um, I've got, yeah, let's see, herbicide resistance. And I'm also going to be talking about pre-emergent programs and uh, altering your pre-emergent programs. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading through all, all, all these comments here. John Pinkerton, she's not going to make me do anything. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh, so pre-emergence, uh, managing your herbicide costs, uh, sedges and prevention and... Uh, I'm back. And, uh, yeah, I've got four. Anyway, I'm going to turn those into YouTube videos when I'm done with that. Um, yes, we can all hang out in St. Pete, uh, former lawn noob. And so, again, just thank you to everybody. I look forward to what's coming this year. It's going to be a gigantic uh, 2019. Uh, Greg Johnson, Arbonomics, I'll see you uh, down there. I, I will be there. Um so, uh, sorry for the train wreck of a show tonight. I'm trying to get used to this, and obviously I was assaulted with a bottle of uh, rumple mints. So, thank you again, everybody. I truly, truly appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you after the new year.